some serious shit. I have a plan. You got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Holy crap, is it Wednesday again already? I guess Thursday when we actually put this up. I don't know my days anymore. We're recording on a Wednesday to put up on a Thursday. What day is it? I don't know. Hey, man, time is just a construct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Must construct more pylons. Come on. Hey, um, I'm the resident pothead. I'm the one who makes those jokes. Okay. Then make those jokes. I have even been high like in a bit. Yeah, but that's implying you're like the I get high and then get intellectual and philosophical. You're just like the shaggy of the group. You just get hungry and start talking to the dog. Yeah, I've seen some of those. You're not wrong. I never said I was a smart stoner. Ruin the plans of old man Clemens to take over the mine or whatever. Fuck that guy, man. (laughs) So I uh, I found. A, uh, I'm, I'm working on uh, new streaming things for the show. Like this is a little um, inside, uh, behind the scenes stuff. Oh, we're um, gonna unveil Tottenham to me plus. Well, I'm uh, I, I've been I've been trying to find you know an app to like some other way to stream the show because we've been I've been having issues with the uh, the the streaming software that I had before, mm-hmm. and uh, so I found a an old Android phone. Like I never throw phones away when, when I, when I outgrow phones or I upgrade phones to something else, I never throw them away because I'm always like, Oh, well, you know, I might need them for something. Like I've got an iPhone and a bunch of old Android phones. So I found this one and I've been going through, uh, cause like I turned it on. I can't remember the last time I used it. Apparently it was in 2015. Uh, the last text messages are from December 16th, 2015. So now I'm like going through text messages and like going through the camera, like the, the gallery and all this crap. And like, these are the apps that I had on my phone at the time. Interesting. Um, and, and so it's just, it's real weird, like going through and seeing all these text messages from 2015 to be like, Oh yeah, I used to talk to that person. Oh yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. Interesting. That was that was all. I was just I have it on right now. That's why I was. That's why it came to my mind. So. <laughs> weird, just weird. Uh, but hopefully, um, after after this week, uh, we'll be able to do uh, some new streaming stuff and have a bunch of new stuff uh, for our our shows. So who knows? Uh, that was the roundabout way of of saying that. So. Um, <laughs> Everybody, everybody, uh, your hands, do, 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 yeah, do, 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 do it, do, do. do it, uh, and get out your confetti guns and get the uh, the parade cars in line because uh, this fantasy movie league is almost over, <laughs> and 
And I think merciful Christ, all (laughs) of you losers are not going to catch me. I think I might have pulled away just far enough that the Cineplex to beat might be uncatchable. Hey man, uh, you know me. At this point, I'm just I'm I'm just fucking happy I bought my way out of last place <laughs> from your six million dollar weekend scarefest weekend. Yeah. My six million dollar weekend when Paul and I were like, for who was going to be in last? Yeah. Uh, so we've uh, we've been posting. We have at least one new person uh, for next week for uh, the the season starts. Everybody resets to zero next week. We've got one more weekend to to get through, and it's a big one. We got the Frozen Two weekend uh, to get through, and uh, there's actually a couple. There's three or four open new openings, uh, new choices to pick from this weekend, and we've uh, look forward to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week of constant posting about uh, ways to join the Fantasy Movie League, how to join the password and all that stuff, because we want more people. I need fresh victims is basically what it is. <laughs> it's like uh, it, it, it's like on North Beach of Amity Island, they've closed the beaches. And so I've moved over to the South Beach, and I'm trying to get everybody to get in the water over on the South Beach. It's so it wasn't playing Dallas the board game. I know, right? That's basically what's happening. And uh, Hooper and the Chief are just too slow to come get me. So I need more swimmers to eat, basically. Hey, do you guys remember when when I won two back-to-back tournaments and didn't say oh. shit about it? Okay. Uh-uh. Okay, cool. You win? I don't know. Let me pull it up. No, Flanagan won the, the shitty movie tournament and the horror hidden gym one. No, no, I mean... No, he's talking uh, about Fantasy, fantasy movie, movie League. Okay. Not okay. on the show. Not on the show. But. Of the five we've done? Yeah. Or six? We're in our sixth, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to the tape. Uh, fantasy Movie League, League. app. The FML oh, app, which... Me. Yeah, because I used to be real bad at this game until I figured it out. Test period. I used to be real, real bad at this game. We are in our fifth. I yeah. have won two of them. And let's see, I have, uh, I think I've finished, uh, yeah, this will be my second, Yeah, I finished uh, first last time, I'll finish first this time, and then the last two times before that it was second and second, so. uh, So congratulations. I think I've been dead last every single time I've played. (laughs) So, I'm not counting you this time because you played a week, well you played two weeks, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this time does not count. Oh yeah, I'm not, this was just. Getting back in the flow of things. No, I, I'm totally going to represent and get dead fucking last again the next time. So. <laughs> Congratulations on almost tying me for number of tournaments. It's okay. Point. It's okay. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just wait till we get through the next one, and then I'll pass you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Much like my beloved New England Patriots this year, we will be the all-time champs. Um, uh-uh. No, so no. I'm getting my beer in March. Going to happen. I, I doubt it. We're, we're getting, getting back into tentpole movie season, and that's when I clean up. So. All right. Well, we'll... Um, we got to get through, uh, uh, award season first. So, um, well, you, bring, you bring it, you drink a white claw. I'm over here trying to get through this weekend when the Steelers play the fucking Bengals and I don't want to ah. be the one game they win all year. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. No one wants to be there. That's, that's not a good place to be. 
sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky sucks. Fucking basketball's not much better. Fucking Steelers suck. It's just been a rough time, man. Just a lot of white claws, dude. Knicks suck. Jets suck. Krypton sucks. <laughs> Some of my favorite family guy bits. <laughs> but uh, Captain Chris. Yeah, that's me. Has already brought up the topic of we've got an interesting weekend coming ahead of us as far as movies go. We though. So why don't we just go ahead and flop out that big old dick that is the holiday movie guide? <laughs> which uh, does not include uh, a couple weeks ago the opening of Last Christmas, which came out way, <laughs> way early. Yeah, I had blew with the water way early on that one. It's kind of like what? Didn't he say night? What was that? Was that the Clacy one? Well, he was at. Yeah. And I was going to ask about. Didn't like the night before? What? Didn't they try and make that like a late August or September movie when it came out? I do not recall. Night Before was a Christmas movie uh, and like a Christmas time movie. The only reason I know that is because um, the the highly regarded Fathom events had something, it was either like It's a Wonderful Life or something for their December movie. And we were going to go see it, and that wasn't playing in our local theaters, so we went to the night before instead. So I know that was a Christmas time movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about when I watched it for the first time, which was like July or August. That might be it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did. It, it was a, uh, uh, and that's the only reason I know. Because ha- had I not done that, I would have absolutely no idea. <laughs> So we're going to go through from this weekend all the way up to almost New Year's and tell you what movies we think you should check out and which ones you should avoid and our general random shenanigans surrounding said movie. Um, So we're not going to be talking about what came out this past weekend. Uh, We're not going to be talking about Charlie's Angels and all that bullshit. I mean, we can do... We can do a we segment. We can talk about Charlie's of, uh, Angel. Yeah. We we can do How a segment of uh, we, where we review movies we haven't seen, which <laughs> which has the potential to be really funny. But we can save that for a later time. Uh, so this weekend we've got. I'll start. Uh, Frozen two. Sure to be number one movie of the weekend. Yeah. Can you believe Boo. it, guys? Only six years after Frozen. Finally, Frozen two is out. Does anybody care? Disney's sure banking on it. Uh, I'm guessing. I, I couldn't I'm, care less. I'm going to predict 127 million dollars. I think was the uh, the the, the uh, what I was quoted on the radio this morning. Uh, my, my my official prediction was 127. Julian, I love yeah. you, buddy. So when I say this, um, know, know that I mean it. I don't think you're the target audience for Frozen yeah. Two. What? I think you're wrong. No. I don't I think, really think you're wrong. I don't think that. I don't. I don't <laughs> think they're. I don't think they're going for the gun-toting thirty-five-year-old guy. Just Does he have money? Thirty-six. He's in the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was almost just trying to certain I'm the key demographic. 
Uh, I want you to be more than anything. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) More than anything, I want I want you to be the uh, target audience for a Frozen movie. I mean, I basically am. Let's just be honest. I I don't sing "Let It Go" in the children's hospital like John does, but I fucking I used to get down with Elsa. You sing it one time. That's all it took. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's. uh, I'm sure it'll be a huge hit. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, it, it's it feels like it's coming out way too late, like six years after the first one. And granted, like the first one was a phenomenon, so everyone expected a sequel. But it feels like six years later, maybe pushing it on the will kids still give a shit? You know, this came out like two years later. You know, this is like you know 2015. I think yeah, be be, be not that I'm saying it's gonna flop, but. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I'm sure it'll be number one. I'm sure it'll make hey, all kinds of money at that time of year again. But uh, I am a little skeptical about it topping the last one just because it's a lot later than you usually see. Even an animated sequel, usually you're still talking like three-ish years. And this is so hopefully it's because they had to take that much time to come up with a really good story. They didn't. Just that far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, like I, now I'll watch it eventually, but I just I keep hearing bad things about it. So I don't know, man. Yeah, the first one was one of those right movie, right place, right time, like lightning in a bottle kind of things. You know, it was it was super bad winter, so it was timely. It had the number one. Uh, I think Let It Go was number one for like thirteen weeks or some shit like that. Like, just, just movie would not go away. Uh, and I don't remember anything being that persistent since, like, fucking Titanic. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure it will do so, well. So, funny story about uh, the movie Frozen. Okay. So completely unaware that it was even a fucking thing for probably, <laughs> like, six months. Blissfully unaware. <laughs> bl- bl- never, like, legitimately never saw a trailer, never, like, anything. I'd never even heard of Frozen. And then I start seeing these posts on Reddit saying Frozen breaks into the top ten grossing films of all time. Frozen does blah, 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 blah. Like, and it does all this stuff. And all I can think of is, like, fucking Adam Green horror movie? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It came out, like, 2000, and hold on. Let's, (laughs) Let's go to the tape here. 2010? I was so fucking lost. And then I finally, like, there was a clip on Reddit, and I was like, what the fuck is this from? And then they were like, oh, this is from, or, you know, they explained in the post that it was taken from Frozen. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it took a while, but then slowly climbed up to the top. Back in the, they put it back in theaters three years later, and it did fucking gangbusters. <laughs> uh, next, we've got a, a Disney-adjacent movie. And by that, I mean it's being produced by the Russo brothers, the geniuses behind Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. 21 Bridges, uh, the cop action drama with... Uh, Forgot his real name, uh, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, I did my yeah. homework. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, Bozeman. Kind of Bozeman. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Poor man's to wait'll AGO four. Yep. It's it's the kind of movie you don't see made a whole lot anymore, and that it's like a mid-budget, straight kind of action mystery thing. Like, it's not a hundred and fifty million dollar uh, event tentpole special effects extravaganza. So I'm interested to see how it turns out. Is that actually in theaters, or is it a Netflix movie? Yeah, I'll just wait till it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's a movie. It is uh, technically a film. Yes, <laughs> it, it looks like something I will probably like. It'll pop up on Netflix, and I'll forget it ever hit theaters. It's one of those movies that you know. I'll, I'll. It's like a video game for me. I'll, I'll remember it three years from now, and I'll watch it, and I'll be like, oh, I'm glad I didn't spend any money on that. So hey, just text me. There's a good chance I'll probably have bought it by then. I just I'm a moocher. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I put, well, I'm a, I mooch celebrity photos off you. You mooch video games off me. That's how this relationship works. Why cause I buy you T-shirts. You buy me wrestling shirts. It's Hashtag all good, man. Relationship goals. <laughs> Uh, I put this movie squarely in the uh, what I call the Dale Peacock category, in which uh, this is exactly the kind of movie my dad will want to go see. I mean, uh, Inside Man a little bit. Like I get that kind of vibe. Yeah, feels like one of those you know cop bad guy drama movie things that might actually end up being better than it has any right to be. So I don't know. I mean, it might be okay. Yeah. And once you and Dale go see it, you let me know. <laughs> I will ask this. Like, did this yeah. get delayed? I don't know if it did, but I feel like I've been hearing about it for a really long time. I think it was just the Black Panther hype, man. I think he just could have been it, too. Well, that Anything and he was the, attached to, we just heard about it immediately. And it was the Russo brothers, so I feel like they got... Uh, I feel like it, it, it got packaged with... So a lot of people yeah, probably weren't yeah, yeah. expecting, like, you know, a trailer for something coming out in seven months unless it's like Star Wars. Yeah, and I think this is the first movie from their new production company. I could be wrong on that, but if it's not the first, it's one of the first uh, from their new production company. So it'll be their names are all over it, even though they didn't direct it. They're just producing it. In it uh, once. There you go. <laughs> 21 bridges there you go uh and then the movie that i think is going to be the sleeper hit of the season uh i think this is going to start okay and it's just one of those movies that just it's it's going to be in the top 10 for months to come um because it has two names that when you put together have got to equal box office gold starring tom hanks as mr rogers a beautiful day in the neighborhood It'll, I think it'll be solid middle ground like a decent movie maybe like if everything else is See, and that's again it's not going to be it's like it's only going to shoot to number one but I think this is going to open strong and yeah, I don't think it's going to drop it's going to be one of those movies that kind of comes to you like I was really, really excited about it, and then I heard that 
like Mr. Rogers is like a background character in it. It's more about the fucking chucklehead. So I immediately lost interest in it. Fair. I'm going to watch. I need to watch the documentary, but um, yeah. I just, I, I really want, I was super excited about it. And then, you know, I started listening or reading or watching the reviews there of the two or three guys that I actually trust. And they were like, yeah, he's basically, and he's the focus of the movie. And Mr. Rogers is like a background character in his own fucking movie. And I was like, well, that's fucking disappointing. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it's adapted from a novel that that guy wrote. He was doing a story on Mr. R- on Fred Rogers. And that sparked into kind of a friendship. I think it's the same guy that was the focus of the documentary, kind of. Um, so, yeah, it's more of a roundabout kind of biopic. Um, but, again, you've got Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers uh, in a feel-good biopic kind of movie. And uh, it, it, there's all kinds of goodwill coming off that documentary. Uh, they're striking while the iron's hot. I think based on that alone. Again, I don't think this is going to, like, shoot to the top. I think it's going to be kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody, and then it just, it just, it's, it's going to hit, and it's just going to stick around. Like it's just, it's going to be in the top ten for a long time. It's eventually going to make, I think, pretty good money. Because um, this one, it's just, it's going to be there. And we've already seen all your, you know, we've already seen Frozen two for your eighth time. And you're looking for something a little bit different. It'll still be in, you know, it'll be in like one theater, three shows a day, uh, but it'll still be there making money. At least, I mean, it is. It is Tom Hanks. It is Mr. Rogers. He was from Pittsburgh. It's yeah. I mean, I'll see it eventually. It's got a good pedigree. Yeah. Basically too good to fail. Like it's got to make money. There's no way that that movie doesn't make money. Yeah. If it flops, I don't know if I have faith in New York. Unless it's just terrible. I haven't. That it's just not, it's not, not all, all about Mr. Rogers, yeah. which is what I would want. It's the misdirection. Uh, it's kind of because that that fucking the guy that plays the journalist is a Weasley faced motherfucker anyways. And like he kind of aggravates <laughs> me when I see him. So he's like perfect for that role. But I don't want a movie about him. I want a movie about fucking Fred Rogers. Like, you know, he's on the he's on the Mount Rushmore of wholesome childhood entertainment. And he's just one of the greatest people to ever live. So, yeah, I would definitely I want more of him and less us who's like divorced and can't see his kid or whatever the fuck's going on. So he's up there with he's up there with Flanagan as like most wholesome people to ever live. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, him, Steve Irwin, Bob Ross, and uh, I mean, it was going to be Bill Nye until he fucking lost his goddamn mind. So, we, I mean, we got th- well, Flanagan's four. So yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah, I, I will say both Flanagan and Fred Rogers can rock a sweater vest. That's true. I can. I've got two of them here. I will. <laughs> so wait, your Mount Rushmore is that? I assume Bozo the Clown, Captain Kangaroo, Big Bird, and Mister Rogers. I was thinking Bob Ross, Steve okay. Irwin, oh, okay. uh, Mister Rogers, and oh, again, yep, yeah. Yep. There you, go. <laughs> you know what? I understand and I accept the. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the 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 mighty responsibility that comes with a spot on that Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with the old school, uh, the way that they did uh, making the band joke of the five best rappers of all time and just say to the same person, everyone. Yeah. My Mount Rushmore of wholesome people is uh, Captain Chris. Ha! Captain Chris. Yeah. Captain Chris. Uh-huh. 
Chris. Man, that's a that's a solid Mount Rushmore, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like I feel good about it. Uh, mine, mine is uh, me, uh, okay. me, uh, me, uh-huh. and uh, last one is my penis. <laughs> should, I can't, on, believe, on, I can't believe I didn't give that a spot. I should have given that. <laughs> Wait, <is there> a <laughs> midget? If, you, if you're going to include your penis, it has to take at least two spots. That's true. Yeah, oh. I guess so. Book in with your penis and keep yourself in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that's a party. I've I seen him do that before. Nah. Anyway, I'm a hit at parties. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, November 27th, Knives Out. Uh, the whodunit mystery from everyone's favorite Star Wars director, Ryan Johnson. You mean like Johnson, the remake yes. of Clue? <laughs> it's not going to be, you shut your whore mouth. It's not going to be anywhere near as good as Clue. Easier, Julius. Well, that's Check true, out. but I mean, like, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a remake of Clue. This looks, fu- I mean, it looks great. But it's not I mean, Clue. It's not, it's not no, fucking Clue. Nothing is Clue. Not even. Let's not even fucking go there because I, I don't get mad about much, but Clue and the Princess Bride are definitely the top two. Or Russell. But, yeah, don't uh, fucking I realized I, I actually realized I didn't have Clue on Blu ray recently and had to correct that. So. No, uh, I think Knives Out looks great. No, nah, I'm with Julie on this one. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, Ryan Johnson does really good crime stuff. If you haven't seen Brick, uh, I think it was his breakout movie. It's sort of a, a uh, crime noir set in a high school. Uh, it's really good. Check it out. Uh, it gives me hope for this movie. Yeah, Brick Stars, was fantastic. Uh, I love it. Yeah, uh, but Knives Out looks, yeah, it's just a classic uh, grandpa or great uncle or old man has lots of money and somebody kills him and then we got to figure out uh, who the fuck did it and who gets the inheritance. And it's got a stellar fucking cast. Like you got Don Johnson and Chris Evans and fucking uh, who's the one douchebag I can never think of his name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Is it Christopher Uh, Plummer playing the patriarch? Daniel Craig obviously is the inspector. And then the dude from uh, Get Out, the black guy, I can never remember his name. Yeah, great cast. Uh, I'm looking forward to not seeing it with Whitney. She's been talking about it like nonstop. She came over yeah, and she's like, she's... you're going to talk about this movie tonight. I was like, oh, okay. She is one of those people who tries to outsmart the movie, and if she can't figure out who did it, she'll get pissed, or she'll be super fucking annoying because she figured it out like 10 minutes before the movie told you who did it, and she'll be insufferable. That's all you'll hear about is how smart she was. You don't do this ever show watch with us. You should be used to insufferable. Yep. Don't ever watch mysteries with Whitney. Just don't do it. Don't ever watch American Horror Story with her because I wanted to punch her in the mouth that night when we were fucking watching it. She's like, this doesn't make there. sense. It's not real. Shut up, Whitney. The show doesn't make sense. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of my favorite people, but I just don't like watching guessing games with Whitney. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. So like I said, really looking forward to watching Knives Out with that one. Let's do it. I'm totally down. <laughs> or we could do it like all of us go, but we just don't sit with them. <laughs> I'll book Winnie a seat off by Yeah, her and Carrie can sit wherever, and then you and me will fucking go sit. There in the you go. There you go. Stanfield, yeah, that's the guy's name. Sorry. I had to look it up. 
I think I just can never remember. Uh, thoughts about Knives Out? I think, I think we're all fairly excited for that, it sounds like. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Next is, I'm sure, will be Julian's favorite movie season. Uh, Queen and Slim. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> is Queen I'm, and Slim? I'm not. I'm not the, trying to be rude, but I don't know what Queen and Slim. The is. only reason I know about oh. it is because uh, I keep trailers. I go to. It's the the. This is a terrible one liner, but it's it's the black Bonnie and Clyde. They get yeah. into a, a scuffle with the police officer, and he gets killed accidentally or not, and they go on the run. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, classic I mean, feel good holiday movie. Yeah. In, right off the bat, like Sturgill Simpson plays the cop that they kill, so I'm mad about that. Um, being, uh, you know, a person whose best friend, wife, and father were all cops. Like I, I don't, I don't get down with anything where they talk about killing cops. So fuck that movie. I hope it makes like seven dollars. <laughs> I mostly put that there just to trigger Julian. Yeah, that fucking I fuck that movie. I don't care if it's white people, black people or not. You talk about killing cops and you piss me off. I, yeah, fuck that movie. I wasn't gonna put it on there. I was like, no, Julia might rant about that. Let's put it on there. You fucking dick. <laughs> I love Julian rants. It's <laughs> the best part of last week's episode. Uh, that and uh, I'm I'm absolutely a uh, Todd and Jimmy Tremors fanfic script. So be, be looking for that soon, guys. Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the title. What was the title of the episode? It was like the one where Julian goes off. <laughs> yeah. Like, shouldn't that be like the 437th time Julian goes off? <laughs> the most recent one where Julian goes <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That was clever. I like it. Uh, Fuck Queen and Slim. God damn it. I've been mad since I saw the preview. December 6th, the greatest day ever. Uh, we have, I hope Koran's heard of this because I'm softball pitching this into him. Darklight. Hold on. Swing and a miss. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, Is it one word? I gotta... No, it's two words. It looked like a horror movie, so I was hoping it would be in his, uh, his camp. A woman returns to her family home. Discovers it to be inhabited by monsters. I have not heard of this. Terrible. Surprise. And I mean, like, looking at this guy's. Looking at the. Is it going to theaters? It was listed on um, Box Office Mojo, so I assume, yeah. I mean, I, like, looking at what this guy has directed, it all just seems like a bunch of. to DVD bullshit. That's knockoffs of other bullshit. I've never heard of this movie. What was that weird fucking like monster movie that came out of nowhere and had like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob? Four or five sequels that were all terrible. Beast. In the bar? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The one, That's yeah. what monster looks like. Another feast. Maybe. Maybe it's just the shot I'm looking at. I don't know. Feast was fantastic, though. I loved Feast, but... Never, never heard of this. All right, so you guys can get drunk and we'll go see it. Yes. Uh, White Claws? White Claws. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
next, and uh, I got to feel this is huh category of movies because I hadn't heard about it until I was doing uh, putting the list together. Same day, December sixth, the Aeronauts. What did okay. you just call me? <laughs> Come on, it has Felicity Jones and and explorers in an air balloon from like the turn of the century. All right, moving on. 180 days, but not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it looked like from the trailer. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I love uh, what's her name, Felicity Jones. Yeah, I love Felicity Jones, and I like Eddie Redmayne, but this just looks bad. Tagline is even terrible. Then <laughs> <laughs> scientists find themselves in an epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a gas balloon. Yeah, it's it's not a very good logline. Yeah, it's no. What the? What kind of fucking discoveries? What what helium and fucking altitude does to your boner? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they talking about? No, that's this ain't aeronauts is what. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Which is actually already out. They they put they put this out really quick now. Yeah, this looks fucking stupid. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Karan, are you ready? Yo, yeah, yeah. On your soapbox. Okay, here we go. Softball. Well, Not even softball. Know. I'm gonna put the ball on the tee. Here you go. December thirteenth, the remake of Black Christmas. It's not a remake. It's just a fucking movie with the same name. It literally it looks like nothing like the other two Black Christmas movies. Flanagan, back me up here. Uh, yeah, it's going to be trash. Most like, uh, you know, the last one was trash. Yeah. Uh, the first one was okay. Um, but, yeah, this is not one of those. Like, if you're going to do a Christmas horror movie, give me another Silent Night, Deadly Night. Give me one of these that's not, like, we keep going back to Black Christmas for some reason, even though now it will be two out of three are just hot garbage. You know what's really not going to save it? A PG-13 rating. Absolutely not. Because, uh, I mean, Carrie Ellis is in it. Oh, is he going to be behind a curtain the whole time? <laughs> is he going to He's going to saw his own foot off again. No, 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 because yeah. you've already paid to get in the movie theater to see him, right. so you can see him. Yeah. I'm going to see Just, him, I'm gonna see him I, this I'm weekend, a, and I'm going to see if he's behind the curtain. The main actress's name, her real name, Imogene Poots. <laughs> yeah, she does. And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there with you to the point where I'm just like, why are we going back to Black Christmas again? Like, why? who asked for another Black Christmas remake? Why aren't we doing... Yeah, why aren't we doing like uh, a fucking Krampus sequel or something? Why are we just going back to this well that wasn't very good to begin with? It really, really wasn't. Like I, I, I've never who, seen Black Christmas, uh, and I know it's on Shutter, but now I'm scared to watch it because Uncle Joe Bob is doing a marathon that same day. Um, and I have a feeling Black Christmas will be on it, so I'm trying. Seriously, who the fuck asked for just what? Just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a Clark Griswold moment. 
Finnegan and I will. Holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Finnegan and I will sit down, he'll smell a beer, and I'll have three White Claws and one more interesting conversation in that fucking movie. We will both be equally hammered. (laughs) Three? That's all it takes? Start on three. If he's only, if he's gonna smell a beer, I'll, 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 I'll drink three white claws and we'll be on about even playing field. But and uh, much like it's gonna be a slightly different than Ghosts of Mars, where I'm going to uh, be a midway through a rant when I fall asleep, uh, <laughs> and then I'll just randomly wake up and and like finish my rant because it's gonna be uh, equal. I can guarantee you, it's gonna be equal parts garbage and boring. Yeah. And there's going to be like 30 second things of intrigue surrounded by 20 minutes of boring exposition that no one gives a flying fuck about. Oh, jump scare. Oh, jump scare. I, 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 think, I think if we did a watch along, I think you would have a quote for me that says, the only thing keeping me awake is my complaining. <laughs> I just can we, can we just rename you Big Daddy Mars though? <laughs> I thought we already did. I'm in for it. I'm in for it. I really am. So here's an alternative: stay home, get yourself a free trial of Shutter if you don't already have it, and hang out with Uncle Joe Bob Briggs that night instead. It's literally Friday, December thirteenth. December thirteenth. There you go. Oh. Cut the middleman out. Uncle Joe Bob will be back with his Red Christmas Marathon. No, no, another option. Instead of going to see that movie, literally go see anything else in theaters. Yeah. Anything else. It doesn't matter what. Anything. Go see Frozen again. Like, see literally anything. Is there a new Alvin and the Chipmunks movie? Like, go see that. Go see anything. Anything. Also, you can see that same day. Better than the Black Christmas remake? Jumanji, the next level. Yeah, go see that. Exactly. Yeah, something better than the Black Christmas remake. Comes out the same day. Uh, I have a feeling I know who's going to come out on top that weekend. And it's always on top. Coming up with a surprise hit that was the last Jumanji movie. I don't know about you guys, but I did not expect much from the last Rock Jumanji movie, but it uh, it proved me wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, no, I mean, it was surprising. It was better than I thought it was going to be when I finally got around to watching it, like six months after it came out. That's so, yeah, Sorry, I didn't uh, take a pee break. Slow. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji, the next level, comes out the same day as Black Christmas. So we're, we're talking about the next Jumanji movie. Oh, goddamn, anything with Danny DeVito and The Rock in it at the same time? Fuck yeah. <laughs> the Rock playing Danny DeVito? <laughs> I've never imagined a sexier being on the planet Earth than that combination. <laughs> Enough. No, I'm excited. I was I was legit surprised by the last movie. I wasn't expecting much. It was pretty good. Uh, it was a nice sort of change up to the mythology, but had a nice little wink to the original. Uh, but wasn't like behold. It wasn't trying to do the exact same thing the last movie did, just with the new cast. So I'm excited. This one has me a little more worried because this one looks like it's a little more. It's the same gimmick, but kind of different. Like 
We'll see. They'll, they'll get my butt in the seats, but uh, they're going to have to. I mean, it. now I'm expecting stuff. Just from the preview watching, you know, I've always said Jack Black is a supremely talented human being. And just, I can't get enough of the fucking trailer where he's like, or whatever. And then all of a sudden he's the chick again. Like it's just the range of his emotions and what he can portray as being just a fat white dude with glasses is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He's a crazy libtard, but Tenacious D is my favorite band of all time. Like my screen name forever has been like Tenacious something. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch just about anything with Jack Black in it. So let's do it. Let's fucking do it. <sighs> Trucking along December 20th. You guys ready for this? I know you've been waiting for this. The most talked about movie of the last decade. A uh, surefire box office hit. Uh, I know we've all already got our tickets and we're going to be there open night in costume. You guys ready for it? Cats. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. You heard I me. I keep forgetting that's a thing. Idris the, Elba? Are you fucking kidding me? The ungodly, uncanny valley abomination CGI. I fuck that is Cats. The theatrical movie. And never forget that Mamma Mia opened opposite of the Dark Knight and ask how that went for him. <laughs> hey, Mamma Mia is fucking legit. But it also like it also, of all the it also opened But it opened against the Dark Knight. I'm not saying it was good or bad, it just I have no idea how it got a sequel after Bond opening white. week because it opened against Dark Knight. Old white bitches love musicals, man. And Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. That's all you need. And this, the Everyone, second one had Cher in it. Oh. Anyways, yeah, no, who gives a fuck about cats? This has been the stupidest shit that has ever been portrayed on a stage, on a screen, in anyone's imagination. Like, whoever came up with this bullshit should be shot. Well, uh, I think they've already shot themselves in the f- uh, because it's opening against. A little movie you might have heard of. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think Cats is going to survive that weekend. (laughs) Even if it's the shittiest, worst Star Wars movie ever made, it'll make a billion dollars because it's Star Wars. I'm not saying I think it's going to be. I'm just saying history has proven... uh, and this also has the big, you know, it's the end of the saga. So it's uh end of this saga. However you want to phrase it. We're, uh, we're, we're tying off this, this storyline uh, before we launch three new trilogies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh same day as cats. I don't think anyone's going to go see cats. Uh, we'll be, there'll be that one guy who goes just so he can be a contrarian. But fuck that guy. Um, Rise of Skywalker. I know we're yeah, talking about it. Fuck you. Why are you going to go see <laughs> Cats? Oh, that was harsh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> You're on my Mount Rushmore. The least I can do is say fuck you That's for going true. to see Cats. Yeah, I mean, I, I already have my ticket pre-ordered. <laughs> I know we'll be talking about it in depth, or at least I think we will, because that's usually our our last episode of the season. But uh, it's, well, it's good before seeing it. What are you guys' thoughts, feelings on Rise of Skywalker? 
On cats? I fucking hate it already. On Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I'm avoiding any and all previews or anything. I'm just, I'm trying to go in as a blank slate. And uh, Oscar Isaac said it was like a chess match, so he's obviously a fucking idiot. So um, I'm, I'm scared to death that it's going to be worse than the last one, which is going to be hard. I'm, go- I'm still going to go see it five times and dissect it every frame by frame, but I mean, God damn it. I just, I haven't even watched the Mandalorian yet. Cause I keep, I, I'm just scared to death. Like I, I don't want to get so invested in it and get so hyped up about it and get like a baby Yoda tattoo and like fucking freak out about it. And it'd be awesome. And then they just turn around and fuck me after like six episodes. I just, I'm scared. I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm just drunk enough to admit that I'm scared. So don't be like Seth Rogen in uh, Fanboy. The character attitude. I've seen the movie. You don't want to do that. Oh God, I love Fanboys though. <laughs> I hate Seth Rogen, but I love Fanboys. So it's it's very it's a struggle for me. Um. So don't get that full back tattoo. Just back is I've already got the back planned out, but I mean I could fit Baby Yoda somewhere. <laughs> be all right. Um. So, like, I'm hoping it's the the fucking penultimate badass ending bookend that we want it to be. Yeah. Like, I want it to be Return of the Jedi. I don't think it will be, but I want it to be. Um, and tie up some loose ends, uh, have a clear, you know, defined ending to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's or nuts? Just Ray rides off into the sunset and does other, you know, Agatha Christie movies or whatever the fuck she wants to do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we just, we just move on and we wait five or six years and then we start the new trilogy. I, I just, I don't want it to suck because Star Wars is the defining franchise of my life. Pride might be my favorite singular movie, but Star Wars has defined my entire life. Like that is, Without a doubt, my favorite franchise, like I'll defend it to my dying day, but God damn it, man. It's just, they make it hard sometimes. And I just want it to be good, but I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding everything. Like I've, I lost faith in Terminator. I've lost faith in fucking everything that doesn't have Kurt Russell in it. Like I just, I, I don't get excited about going to the movies anymore. I don't know why it's like a weird year for me. Like when I talked to you the other day, like Ford versus Ferrari, which is random as fuck. Like that's the most excited I've been about a movie in a while. I still haven't even seen it yet. See that. And then I want to see star Wars and that's basically my year at the movie theater. And it's, it's sad and I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, but here we are. Flying and Koran, any other thoughts about star Wars? And I'll see it twice in like three days. Cause I'll, Thursday night it comes out and then I'll go see it with my dad that weekend. So I'm in for it. Yeah. I mean, I know you and me, you and me always sit by each other during these, the opening nights and we always clutch each other's testicles while things happen. I'm in for it. And, uh, I think we could take a blanket this year. Cause last year we got some funny looks. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm super pumped, but I'm super scared. So yeah. See it like five times, so it's all good. All right, then. Moving on. Our last movie, 
or at least that I've got for the years, takes us right up to Christmas, uh, December 25th, the day itself, uh, 1917, the World War One epic uh, that is being pitched as an entire movie in one shot. Looking forward to it. No, I'm trying to remember if this is the one I thought it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's Benedict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be the one I was thinking of. Yeah, got a good looking cast. Um, I'm a sucker for war movies, especially you know, World War One. Never gets much love. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. The the whole my biggest reservation is also one of the things I'm most curious about, which is the whole it's all done in one take, one shot kind of thing. That's cool when you do a big long like sequence in one shot, but trying to do a whole movie. Like, I hope it doesn't get gimmicky from just the story itself. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that'll play. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm such a realist when it comes to, like, war movies. And it mm-hmm. little... As long as they get the, the small things right, like uniforms and, you know, uh, period accurate weapons and you know, the, the special effects aren't hokey. Like I think, I mean, Sam Mendes does action well, so I think it'll be good. Um, it's got like a couple no names, but then a bunch of like superb supporting actors. So, um, what was the one that came out like last year or the year before where it was about the fucking, the naval battle during world war two. Um, uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, fuck. Right now, Travis is screaming at us through his. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, that movie sucked. So, because that was more yeah, about yeah, yeah. the gimmick than it was the story. That was more not just telling the story of. Uh, fuck! What was that? Dunkirk. Hey, there you go. Yeah, it wasn't just about telling you the story of Dunkirk. It was, hey, look at this. I'm going to take three storylines and then I'm going to mess with the content or not constantly, but mess with the timeline so that you jump around a bunch and they'll all dovetail and it reaches their climax at the same time, even though they don't take place during the same time period. Fuck you, Chris Nolan. Just tell the goddamn story of the actual people there at the battle and their sacrifice. It's all you had to do, but you can get out of your own fucking way. That's the only thing I'm worried about with 1917 is that the whole gimmick of it's all one shot will get in the way of just telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks cool. Like I'm, I like war movies. I think it'll be good, but I mean, I don't know. This really reminds me of like, what's that old Mel Gibson movie about World War One? Was it like Tripoli or Gallipoli? Gallipoli, yeah, Gallipoli. Yeah, that's what I. That's the feeling I get. It's like, <laughs> all we have to tell the captain that this shit's happening, or else all the yeah, they're they're giving orders are going to die or some shit. Yeah, it's a race against time. It's, yeah. It really feels like a modernization of Gallipoli, but turns out pretty well because it looks cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got. Anyone else have movies I didn't bring up that you want to talk about your holiday movie guy? No, I just want to reiterate fuck Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't want to go see a movie in theaters, just rewatch Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. <laughs> so, uh, suppose that's getting a sequel, so. This year, it'll be like fucking next July year. of next year, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's a shitty Christmas movie, but it's got Kurt Russell. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want, 
if you want to see a good Christmas horror movie, just ask me your Flanagan. We can probably name off about six. Easily. Yeah. Okay, yeah, if you just want to drink some White Claws and punch holes in the wall, just call me and we'll watch Christmas Chronicles. It'll be fun. This is where we go. Uh, Krampus, A Christmas Horror Story. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, the straight-to-DVD sequel that came out a few years later. And... Original Black Christmas is worth watching if you haven't seen it. And I'll even throw out Anna and the Apocalypse from 2018. was fucking awesome. So there's six. Oh, and Rare Sports. I guess uh, that wraps up Holiday Movie Guide. We're excited for Jumanji and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Knives Out. Uh, fuck Black Christmas and fuck Queen and Slim. Uh, there you go. Yes, fuck them. <laughs> so, what are you excited to see at the holidays? Hit us up on the old Facebook. Let us know if we missed something that we should be excited to see. Otherwise, that's what we recommend you go see this holiday season instead of spending time with family. Yeah, fuck family. Okay, then. Uh, so today's next topic and final topic, if there's nothing else, I, I don't think we have anything left to plug, do we? GalaxyCon this weekend, coming up on uh, Saturday. Uh, come to Beautiful, historic downtown. Uh, mm. Oh, it's talking? not beautiful. Mm. Come to I mean, dilapidated. The, uh, the, the shithole where you, you got a good hey. chance of getting mugged at the gas station. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know the line I want to hear about it. The line I want to hear about Louisville that you always say that you hit me with. Oh, you on my line? Yeah, bud, please. Uh, it's a beautiful place to, uh, if you're a chalk outline. That's the one. That's the That's one. That's the one. That's the one. And it's, you know, true. It is. It is. Well, you can find Captain Chris roaming around trying to find Dave Batista. Uh, are you debuting that thing that no, we talked about? No, it, okay, okay, okay. No. Uh, I won't tease that then. Nope. Um, <sighs> gonna go and to meet the- tons of other guests and do cool stuff. Um, so yeah, play a giant indoor game as well. Where's Cap? <laughs> That's true. Probably in line for Batista. Yeah, that's pretty much going to be like where I live. <laughs> um, if you uh, if you ask nicely, he will show you nude photos of a cast member, but we won't tell you who. Yep. Let's have the fun. It's a mystery. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, well, yours has an American flag on it, so. Which also, on a completely unrelated note, if you can uh, diagnose a condition based solely on a picture of a mole. Um, <laughs> Somebody from the show would really like to talk to you. (laughs) 
as Commander Scott. Yeah, it's a really, <laughs> it's a really weird shape of mole, though. <laughs> is it in the shape of like, is like, is it like a hidden Mickey? It's like imagine Oklahoma, but with the the like the little panhandle not on that side, but on the other side. It's weird. Huh? Yeah. This has been talk moly to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I do. This is talking dermatology to me. There it is. <laughs> We can get the, uh, what's her name? Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh. Just gonna say it. Because <laughs> she does gross things? Uh, I mean, no, she's just hot. She'd be hot if she didn't do gross things. Yeah. She'd be hot. She's like a, a librarian, so. Yeah, exactly. Subgenre. Yeah. <laughs> I got fucked up, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else before we segue to tonight's final topic? Feels home. Okay, so tonight, bring it home. Um, we're going to talk about something that's kind of come to light in the last like couple decades. Um, pros and cons, yays and nays uh, of the director's cut. Uh, or alternate cut or extended cut or whatever. Um, this phenomena that really only started in like the last what 15 20 years since dvd became a thing um i mean we've always had alternate cuts of movies uh i'll, I'll use blade runner is like the go-to example of uh two drastically different versions of that movie released depending where you lived uh the european cut and the american cut very different movies um so it's not a new thing. However, what really started snowballing in the late 90s, early 2000s was people actually getting to see those alternate cuts of movies. Um, it was a great way for studios to kind of cash in on getting nerds to buy a movie you already owned. Um, so we're just going to spend some time shooting the shit and talking about what's good or bad about the uh, whole phenomenon of director's cuts. Um, anybody want to take it to start? Uh, I, I will. Because I've actually, I've actually got a really good thing I want to touch on is I, I think director's cuts that are done at the time well and can like work, but you know, if you're trying to do a quote director's cut like years and years after your thing comes out, just fucking let it go. The example I use is uh, The Warriors, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, okay. Word. When Rockstar video game, they announced, you know, this new version of The Warriors was coming out. It was this ultimate director's cut. And I'm like, sure, let's let's do it. Let's, well, let's do this. And it's actually the first version of the movie I ever saw super weird out of place, like comic book style cuts. And because the movie was made in 79, but those were done in like 2000 and uh, like 2005, yeah. you know, th they were, yeah. you know, they look a lot clearer and a lot cleaner than the actual film does itself. And, uh, you know, they just take you out of it. And there's like one point where they're doing the whole comic book thing. And, uh, 
seeing the baseball furies come out of the dugout, which is a fucking awesome shot in the movie, you see the first dude start to step out, and then it just cuts to this comic book panel of, like, one of the guys walking up, and it just says, oh, shit, the baseball furies. And it's like, what the fuck? Just show me the guys. Just show them to me. That that's uh, well. That's an interesting thing to talk. About. Is the you know is there a a stamp date for when it's still relevant to do a director's cut? Because uh, for me, and the first time I ever remember seeing a different take of a movie was uh, the director's cut of Aliens, which I want to say was in like the late nineties. Um, and it's you know Cameron has a habit of if he has to trim a movie for time, he'll cut an entire subplot from a movie. That's the easiest way to just cut time out. Um, and he cut uh, from the theatrical release of the movie the entire subplot of Ripley having a daughter. That's only in the director's cut. Uh, and it's it's mind-boggling for me now to go back and think, you know, for like 10, 11 years, that was the first movie that was just standard, is, is you know, not knowing Ripley had a daughter. Uh, and how much that informed like that character's motivations and Sigourney Weaver's acting, even though you know, she still got the nomination for best actress from that movie uh, without that whole subplot and that motivation. Uh, it's awesome. It's amazing to think of, but like, I can't go back to watching the theatrical cut. now. Um, it's, it seems like a small thing, but it really changes it. Um, so for me, it's more about why are we putting this out? Is it one of these things where like fans have been crying for it forever? So now we're going to give them what they want or like the director wants their, you know, never got to show the version they intended to. So we're going to give them another shot. Like to me, it's more about intent than necessarily time. Um, the whole thing that sparked this was this past weekend, fucking Snyder cut, uh, made headlines again because now we have actual cast members calling for the release of the Snyder cut. Um, it's not going to happen, guys. Let it go. But uh, I could see someday that happening just because the studio wants to make But So there you go. Uh, are you putting it? Because um, like, you look at stuff like uh, the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 where it was uh, without getting super in the backstory. It was the version of Superman 2 he intended to make and never got a chance to. Uh, that was interesting to see, even though it gets a little weird. Like you, you talked about like the weird transitions in, uh, in Warriors. Um, in the Donner cut of Superman 2, there were scenes that were in the original script but never got filmed. Uh, one in particular that, as luck would have it, they used as an audition piece to audition actors. So there's one scene in Superman 2, the Donner cut where Clark and Lois are talking and it suddenly goes from like, you know, these big, nice, elaborate sets to literally like uh, a high school theater office. And they're all wearing weird clothes and their hair is different because it's not from the movie. It's literally, they, they filmed the two of these actors auditioning for these parts and that audition tape got cut into the movie because that's all they had. Uh, which is really jarring. Like the the rest of the movie done, uh, but that one scene just takes you out of the movie. Uh, but it's cool to see because Donner never got to make his Superman two. He he left the project before it got that far. But so it was cool to see 
what could have been all those years earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm kind of playing the other end of this, and no, no, it's all good. Because I talked about how I don't really like the Warriors director's cut. Um, another one that I thought the director's cut of was pointless and absolutely useless, and they added in a bunch of shit that didn't matter to the story at all. Donnie Darko. Well, I, I've seen it once, and I don't know which version it was. Uh. Like, I remember being super stoked because I, I bought that, like, junior, senior of high school somewhere in that vicinity. And then uh, the Kentucky Theater was doing a um, small limited run for the director's cut. And they were doing, like, they were doing that as a midnight movie. And I'd actually had, like, two different groups of friends who were going. But, like, one group could only go Friday. One group would only go Saturday. I was like, fuck, I'll go both times. I left the movie, and he was like, yeah, I'm not coming back to watch this tomorrow. The The changes they make add absolutely nothing to the movie. They actually detract from it. You know, they even go and try and do that, like, Clerks and Frasier thing where at different points in it, because they keep referencing this book and this journal uh, where they actually have parts of that, and I'm just like, just fucking show me the movie. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good point. Um, one of the examples I was going to use is like a bad version of a director's cut. Um, and Fox was putting out their big Blu-ray box set for Alien, uh, the Alien quadrilogy, whatever the hell we're supposed to call it. Uh, they really wanted two versions of every movie. So they had, you know, Cameron's uh, cut of, of two and the theatrical cut of two. Um, but they wanted the directors to come back and do director's cuts for all of them. Well, really, Scott was like, I'm perfectly happy with Alien as it exists. It's it's my preferred cut. But the studio backed a truck full of money up in his driveway and he said, okay, so cut Alien. Uh, it's not like we threw some extra scenes and they completely recut Alien from the beginning to end. And I was super excited to see this because, like, well, that's interesting. The new director's coming back 20, 30 years later and recutting the entire movie. That That's interesting. Um, no, sometimes scenes are cut for a reason, uh, and they should just stay dead. Uh, because as slow as Alien may be, the director's cut is horrible. Because uh, about every deleted scene is just more people standing around talking. Uh, and you, you you watch it and you go, oh, hey, this is new. And then it finishes playing. You're like, oh, yeah, I see why they cut that. I mean, that's a perfect and then, example uh, of good. Perfect, uh, <clears throat> like correlation to Apocalypse Now Redux. Like oh. there's nothing in that 53 minutes that adds anything to the fucking story. Like it's literally just like Brando, like being fat and sweaty. More, <laughs> I mean, it's just a drug fueled, like nothing that adds anything to them. And the movie was already too long as it was. You add an extra 53 minutes and it, it adds nothing to the movie. Like the story stays the same. Like we're going to kill him because he's, he's basically a distraction. It's just, it's stupid. Like there's no reason to add an extra 53 minutes of pumping in the jungle. Like it just, it's stupid. Director's cuts are a gimmick. Sometimes they add a couple extra scenes, but they're they're not 
all I mean, other than maybe aliens where, you know, you like you said, they take out the subplot. But you add in like literally another 10 minutes of Brando sweating and talking about slugs on razor's edges or whatever the fuck he was high talking about at the time. It makes no sense. Like it's just B-roll footage and it's just stupid. They're just gimmicks. And I, I, I get aggravated at them. Yeah. Contribute uh, because I've seen apocalypse now probably a dozen times. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it just, it, it's not even that I like the movie. It just perplexes me that this was so, like <laughs> the, the whatever 10 years it took to film it and for it to come out and just the mythology around the movie. And it just, it's just one of those gigantic fuck ups that never should have worked, but it kind of did. And it became a cult classic. And then you have Redux and it's just, it's just stupid. Like why in the fuck are there so many different versions of the same goddamn movie? Yeah, that, that is a so. movie where there's like a two hour documentary about the king of the movie. That is just as much, if maybe more so entertaining than just watching the actual movie. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, like that, that's, I feel like director's cuts, again, back when they were kind of a rare thing, uh, they were really cool. And, you know, they were only done when there was, at least from my experience, only done when there was something to be added to this movie that people already liked. And then, again, home video, DVD, um, you can really kind of blame it on, uh, uh, but suddenly the whole director's cut, alternate cut version of a movie became big and it became a way for studios to put the movie back out again and get nerds to double or triple dip on a movie they already own because we put 10 minutes of scenes back into this movie. Are they good scenes? Do they add to the movie? Were they worth, you know, probably, probably not. Uh, like, I get, like I said, some scenes get cut for a reason. But hey, there's new footage. It's a director's cut. It's a special edition, uh, uh, extended deluxe version. Like, you know, all that shit they tack on. And, and sadly, that kind of mythos of, you know, being an alternate cut of a movie kind of faded away because we're so used to seeing it now. Uh, my favorite, favorite, least favorite, my most hated thing uh, is the gimmick of the unrated cut. Which is seeing comedies a lot, uh, where it's like, oh, this is the version too extreme for theaters or too raunchy for theaters. It's like, no, this is the version we didn't send to the MPAA because um, we wanted to make our movie PG 13 and this shot wouldn't have made it. So now that it's on DVD and we don't have to put it out uh, for the MPAA, we can bypass that. Here's the quote unrated cut. Well, the, yeah. the one I always go to about unrated cuts is Devil's Rejects. There is literally two seconds of, or I don't even know if it even added any time to the movie. Literally, they had to cut a, a spot where uh, Sid Haig stands up and you see his balls after he's fucked that hooker in the literally like the only drive. difference in the unrated cut. I can top that. Uh, for whatever reason, the unrated too hot for theaters. All I did was it, it superimposed like porn stars walking across the screen and you see a couple dicks. Like it literally yeah. changed nothing. It just added um, some hairy balls and dicks. Flanagan, correct me if I'm wrong. On the Van Wilder, uh, 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 too hot for TV, whatever it's called, version, unrated version. The movie's the same, but the menu, if you click on unrated, uh, the menu is literally like printed on a girl wearing a white t shirt. And if you go to the underrated version, when you switch from menu to menu, she takes her shirt off. That is correct. Yeah, but the movie itself is the same. Totally worth it. Yeah. 
That being said, yes, high school John bought them. <laughs> I just think I believe it's... I watched that movie with high school John. <laughs> you said though, man, it's just your arm. It's okay. It's a fucking gimmick for like people that already like movies to buy the. I mean, I'm a fucking mark for Star Wars. I've I've got like three different fucking versions. A and DVD and VHS. Like I've got every fucking edition they've ever released. Because I'm a fucking chump with too much money. You know what I say to that? McClunky. McClunky. What the fuck is a McClunky? on your house. (laughs) McClunky on your whole family. (laughs) McClunky, however you want. (laughs) But yeah, like it's just, it's a gimmick for, for fucking marks to keep buying shit. Like, you know what's funny though? John Carpenter never released any director's cuts because I would have fucking known about goddamn The Thing or Big Trouble in Little China. But he just he was happy with his work. He just fucking let it roll. Uh, Snyder, he toyed with the idea of the director's cut for 300, but all it did was add a couple more scenes with the fucking Oracle. You got to see her titties a little bit more. I don't think it was anything major. Well, he also put out three... The same. He put out three different cuts of Watchmen. That's because Alan Moore's a fucking douchebag. And I don't think you can blame Alan Moore for that. That was all awesome. tonight. That's fair. So he started with 300, then he went to Watchmen, and now we're, we're talking about Justice League. So that's fair. He was, he was dabbling. He put his toes yeah. in the water with 300. And I mean, Watchmen, I get it. Like, yeah. if you filmed every fucking scene to make the whole movie and the subplots right, it would take like four and a half, five hours probably. So yeah, I get it. And I'll be honest, I bought the director's cut of that too. Yeah, so. I, honestly, I prefer the director's cut because it flushes out some of the uh, ancillary. Yeah. Uh, what I don't recommend is the ultimate cut, which is everything they filmed and all the Black Freighter animated stuff. Yeah, that's like the four hour cut. That ain't worth it. Just go read the comic. Black Freighter is uh, okay, but that should be the 28 minute short that yeah. you watch like on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that should be a special feature. That should be it. Um, so. Th- trying to kind of backtrack how this got to be. And and one of the biggest franchises that really made this popular um, is interesting to look at now, because if you look at Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, um, and if we have a lot of Flanagan already, we just did. um, If you look at those movies, they're a great mirror image of how to and how not to use an extended cut. So with Lord of the Rings, um, after the films had been, the first film had been released in theaters, they put out a big four-disc extended cut of the first movie. And all this great footage uh, and and character moments and subplots that they couldn't put in because they had to cut the movie down to a reasonable length um, because they were scared of that, you know, three-hour-plus runtime. But they were like, no, no, this stuff is great and Tolkien fans are asking about it. So we should, we're going to, it was already out in theaters. It was already out on video. And basically as like a promotional thing to hype up two towers coming out, they put out the extended cut of fellowship and people ate that shit up. And I am included in that. Yeah, um, me too. But cause yeah, it, it was more of the movie and then just as much, you know, like six plus hours of behind the scenes stuff and how we designed everything. And, like I, I, I fucking love those movies. Those are still my gold standard for like special features on Blu-rays. And stuff. Um, but though that sold like gangbusters to the point that when every movie came out, they started doing that. 
so literally you get if you start watching like the behind the scenes stuff, you'll hear by the time they get to um Return of the King, you'll hear Peter Jackson talk about, well, this probably won't be in the, the theatrical book cup, but we'll put it on the extended cup. Because they knew this is coming. Uh and, and we'll give it a big to do. Uh but those so those were used as we're going to put out a slimmer version for mass audiences, but we're also going to do a loaded with extras uh, um, full extended cut. Uh, they will stand independently. You don't have to see the extended cuts to know what's going on in the next movie. Uh, it's just there for the Uber fan. Then you get to The Hobbit, where they basically use the extra t- between the theatrical release and home video release as more post-production time. Uh, the biggest defender is Battle of Five Arms. If you watch the theatrical cut and then watch the extended cut, it's two completely different movies. Because so much shit wasn't finished to be in theaters. But, hey, we're going to put these out in an extended cut like six months later, so we'll just use that time to finish all these shots. Uh, instead of being this cool little bonus thing, it became a crutch for the filmmakers which is how you should not use an extended cut. No, I agree with you, man. Like we, you and I have a shared experience where we spent, you know, like 13 hours in a theater one day watching all three of them. And, uh, just fucking ridiculous. Sometimes like when I, I tried to spend one day watching the, extended director's cut of like the original Lord of the Rings. And it was goddamn like 18 hours long. And I don't, I just wanted to kill myself <laughs> when I was done. And then I was like, Oh God, I've only got like 14 more hours to go. Cause I got to watch the Hobbit too. But just like you said, man, it's just so weird how what they release in theaters is one, one vision or one version because it's either, you know, some executive producer or the studio's version of what they think they can sell the most of. And then the, the director, had a completely different version that had all these subplots and all these little ancillary bullshit scenes that may have not amount to anything, but may have given the chance been flushed out. They could have spawned their own sequels or whatever it is, but it's just, it's such a fucking shell game anymore to where you determine like what's going to be released. What, what can we sell to the audiences to whether it's the theatrical cut, it's the director's cut, the unrated cut, the, the full experience or Whatever the fuck gimmick name you want to give it, it just it's aggravating because I don't want to buy shit four or five times. Let's I want to see the shit. Yeah, let's just start with because I, I have and I will forever, and I'm a fucking goddamn mark for it. But it just aggravates me that you know I want to see a movie and I want to I want to know that like everybody agreed on. I don't want to see thirteen different versions of the same goddamn movie. It'd be like going back to watch To Kill a Mockingbird, and all of a sudden there's a fucking what about another fucking kid, and they're playing or the the dog with rabies. Like all of a sudden we're following the dog and how he gets rabies, and then shows up in the middle of the goddamn street before he gets shot. Like, what would that really add to the experience of the movie? You know, it just seems kind of fucking hit or miss. Yeah. And that gets back to what I think is the key to all this. If you're putting out a new release, you know, a new version of the. What is the driving force behind that, and why are you doing it? Is it just a cash grab? Is it because there's so much great footage that you know people would love to see, or that it would alter the the way people perceive the film? Or 
and and the case you're starting to see, and the case that kind of got me thinking of this. Um, so with the Snyder Cut, where you know fans are demanding to see it and taking out billboards and hitting people up on Twitter, uh, and they just won't fucking let it die, really reminds me of. And I'm going to have to to uh, um, tap in uh, Flanagan and Coron to help me out on this. The producers' cut of Halloween Six. Garbage. Yeah, a very similar story to the Snyder Cut, though. If I remember correctly, oh yeah, I mean it was something that like you used to be only able to get from those like the bootleggers at conventions and stuff, and it was something that like I was watching for a long time because I was like, I don't really want to buy this for like twenty dollars. I know it's going to be like shit quality. Came out, and I was like, not only is it like, I was glad I didn't ever buy it because it's. It's not. It's not. It wasn't shit quality. The movie was just shit. Begin with. So trying to save that flaming dog turd is an uphill battle. <laughs> so we should or should not do that. In a, what was our saving a movie topic we did a couple weeks ago? Oh, just fix it or fix the franchise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Fix the film. We we uh, should not do Halloween six for that. I cancel it. That's how you fix Halloween Six. But but here you could bring in Paul Rudd, and no one would notice because he doesn't age. He's going to save Ghostbusters. You just watch. Him <laughs> uh, and a few other. Um, so, okay, any other examples of, of what you, you know, likes or dislikes um, for director's cuts or extended cuts or whatever? Anyone got anything else they want to put out in the field? <laughs> I've got one last question. To wrap it all up, if we're all right, what you got? So, uh, coming off of so again, Snyder cut and the whole producer's cut of Halloween thing that that fabled mythical man, there's a different cut of this movie out there somewhere. Um, sometimes we get to see them, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's probably best we never do because it's been built up so much. But that being said, is there Oh, of an alternate of a film you would love to see, and if you need me to pad for time, I got a couple examples I can throw. Up. So my, my first one, though, I'll set the tone with. It. Call it morbid cure, but the train wreck that is Fant Forstick, uh, the Fantastic Four reboot from was it twenty fifteen, uh, according to director Josh Trank. Before Fox took over the movie uh, to reshoot and edit it, he had an amazing version of a Fantastic Four movie that we'll never get to see. Again, according to his, I assume, drunken late-night tweet. Um, I went and saw the movie. It was dog shit. Uh, but you could also very much tell that a studio had come in and made changes to it. Uh, big shots we'd seen in all the trailers, not in the movies. Uh, actors clearly came out through reshoots because they had terrible wigs on. Uh, so there's definitely a different version of that movie out there somewhere. Now, I'm not saying it's a better version, but I really wonder if Josh Trank was actually had a better version of the movie or if he's just, you know, talking out of his ass. But I'd love to see what the original initial vision for that Fantastic Four movie would have been. Are we allowed to like include producers cuts and that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any alternate version of a movie. 
doesn't exist, but I'd love to see a Sam Raimi cut of the 2013 Evil Dead. Like, because he was a producer. Right. I mean, I'd just love to see. It's one of, I, I, I honestly think that's one of the best horror movies ever made. And, you know, Evil Dead was his brainchild, so I'd like to see what he could have done with it. Yeah, that definitely gets the Chris Coran better than it had any right to be stamp of. Anybody else? All right. Mm. Different, like, versions of shit I'd like to see. Like, I'd love to see fucking, I don't know, like, I'm in the West with, like, a Tarantino script of it. But, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to tell because, you know, you hear all these urban legends about these possibilities of these movies that could have been. But, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just, why invest in something that's never going to come? It's like the Snyder cut. Like even with Jason Momoa saying like, well, you need to release it. Like who the fuck cares? Like it's a dog shit movie. Like how much better can it get? Well, I think, that's, like, I think that's part of why people want the cut is just to see, even if maybe, maybe it is worse. Maybe we did get the best version, but like we still want to know. I mean, I'd love to see like a different version of black Panther. I just think black Panther was boring. <laughs> you know, uh, the story was lame. Julie, I'd love to see a different version of that. What if I told you there's uh, 40 minutes cut from the version of Batman Forever that we know and love, including an entire subplot where after getting shot by Two-Face, Bruce Wayne has amnesia? My interest, because you know that Val Kilmer's the best Batman. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. about this at yeah. all until I was... But apparently, yeah, apparently... Uh, nearly 40 minutes cut from the initial uh, uh, assembly cut of Batman Forever uh, to get the movie down to fight and shit, uh, including an entire subplot about... So apparently after he had shot in, in Wayne Manor, uh, Bruce wakes up with amnesia. And there's a whole big subplot there of, of him remembering who he is. And I, I think the only thing we've seen is there's a deleted scene where he walks into the Batcave uh, and like stares down a bat. They built this giant, terrifying animatronic bat for the scene. Um, and then he comes back out of the cave, and, and Alfred says, Are you all right, sir? And he just looks at him and says, I'm Batman, Alfred. And then walks off. Uh, apparently, that's all we've, apparently, that's all we've seen of that 40-some minutes. But uh, now that I know it's out there, yeah, I want to see it. thing with more of Al Kilmer in the bat suit, yeah. I think he was the... <laughs> I, you and I have argued this time and time again. Like, you're a Keaton guy, and I'm a Kilmer guy. But it's just... I think Val Kilmer was the best Batman, and we didn't get a we did not get a sequel that he deserved. And I'm still I, aggravated. Fuck Clooney and fuck the nipples. I and do, fuck Christian Bale. Like I just I want more Kilmer as Batman. Yeah, I do prefer Keaton, but I do not begrudge you a Val Kilmer. Yeah, I mean I like Keaton too. I love Keaton. I love everything Keaton does. I just Val Kilmer was my boy. Nah, he was great. I would have loved to see him keep doing it. Except when I met him. Goddamn, when I met him, he was a fucking train wreck. But Guess go around kind of test. He looked like dog shit when we met him, so. Yeah. Not a good look. Well, on that. Fantastic, but fucking poor Val. Goddamn. I know he had throat cancer, but goddamn, he looked awful. On that downer of an ending, I believe that's all we've got. I'm looking at the picture right now. Like, it's fucking, it's a good picture, though. God damn, it's a good picture. 
like notwithstanding, it's a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>